Good morning. Good morning. Thank you again for tuning in to this week edition of the Legally Still Show hosted by myself, S.C. Day. Uh, I am, of course, in the beautiful state of Florida, and we are in the 90s now. It's very hot. Uh, the humidity is rolling in, but it's a beautiful place to be. The beaches are warm. Uh, water temperatures on both sides are averaging about 75 to 78 degrees, so it's time for to be in the water and ready to play in the beach. So today got a few things I want to discuss with you. It's been an interesting week. A lot of things are going on and uh, looking forward to what's about to come. Um, the book, The Negotiating Experience, I got confirmation from the shipper this week that it should be delivered on Monday. So, Randall, you can pick up your book from Grow Financial. Now, we're going to be taking that and pushing that to the nth degree. I told you I'm a big credit union advocate. I talk about credit union. I believe in credit unions. And I'm really going to really promote and push credit unions. And one of the things that I want to do as far as the negotiating experience is concerned is I want you, if you're listening to me, if you hear my voice this morning, I want you to contact your credit union and find out about the negotiating experience. If they don't have the negotiating experience, and ask them why. This book is designed to save you, the members, money. And you want to make sure that you can get your copy. So contact your credit union officials uh, and find out why they don't carry the negotiating experience to be given away to you as a free gift. Um, it can really give you a lot of information and put you in the right direction before you buy a car. Uh, let's face it. The car market is not going anywhere. Um, the car market is only going to get stronger. Regardless of the economic times we experience, the car market is not going anywhere. It will just adjust itself, uh, market fluctuations, if you will, but it will still stay constant and it will still be there. So if it's going to be there and it's not going anywhere, you want to learn as much as you can. I had, before I got this book actually put out on the market, um, the first one, How to Legally Steal Your Next Vehicle, I contacted a literary agent. And the agent told me that, you know, she liked the way that I wrote the book and the way it's written for the audience, but it's just too many books out there on the market about buying cars. So no one is going to be interested in it. Well, that agent would not like to be the one that's on the air right now where I can blast them and say, Really? People are still very interested because, see, what I know is there's a new generation constantly coming, constantly buying cars, and the older generation or the more mature buyers, they've been buying for years, but just because you've been buying for years don't necessarily know that you mean that you know exactly what you're doing. So this this book is is going to be a real pivotal piece in putting information, the right information in the buyer's hands. So make sure you contact your credit union and have them put in a request for the negotiating experience, your car deal, your way. Now, I do want to tell you about something that I saw, 
And normally I don't bring you things until I check them out. But I am, this is kind of like I'm putting the cart before the horse. But I am going to check this product out to make sure that it is what it says it is. Um, Many of you know that I'm also an automotive journalist, so I write about things about the automotive industry. Well, there's this product called CarMD. CarMD, like car medical doctor. CarMD.com. I haven't talked with these people. I only saw the programming this morning. I'm on their website now. But it's a neat little device if it actually works. And I'm going to contact them on Monday to see if they would send me a car MD where I can actually put it to use, write about it, and talk about it. Not in the sense of, I guess, promoting their product in a way, but but promoting the feasibility and the flexibility of it and if it actually does what it says it does. Because if it doesn't, I'm going to tell you that it doesn't. And I'll tell them that we tested it and it does not work. Of course, you see all the commercials. And you don't know if these are paid. I mean, I'm sure they are. They're paid actors. So you don't know if they're really telling you the truth. Um, I know one commercial, the one that I saw this morning, one of the ladies, one of the so-called actors or, you know, actual customers, I've seen her on an Amscot commercial. And if you watch as much TV as I do, and of course, you know, I know we called it the idiot box over the years, but I watch TV for a number of reasons. I look at marketing. I look at the news and what they're putting out there and what they're not putting out there. So I tend to see a lot of commercials where most people turn commercials down. I turn commercials up. I want to know how they're putting out their product, why they're saying what they say, what are the claims that they're making. Well, this morning as I'm watching this program, CarMD, one of the actors who was talking about how she saved money on her car is also a lady on an Amscot commercial. Now, Amscot is not nationwide. Um, It's here in Florida. It's almost like, and I don't want to put these guys in this category, but let me say they are more of an upscale payday lending, but they do more than just that. Um, And you can research it, amscot.com. You can research it and see exactly what it is. But I saw this woman on on one of the commercials. So, I want to test it out myself. I want to get it in my hands. I want to plug it into my car, and I want to see if it works. And basically, what it is is, as it says, car MD. It works in a way of most cars, 96 or newer, 97 or newer, have a a, a plug-in device. Uh, If you've seen some of the progressive commercials, progressive insurance commercials, they talk about taking a snapshot of your car's driving, basically of your car's performance or driving habits that you do. It's a little plug-in that if you're in some states, this plug-in is used to run diagnostics on your vehicle, but it's also used to run um, or check for your, your emissions um, required by the states. I know in Georgia, every car had to have every year you had to have an emissions test on the car and it was using this little plug-in device which is normally somewhere on the console uh chances are somewhere near the steering wheel well this car md is a little device handheld device and it's retailing at about 120 bucks um a hundred, let's say 160 bucks but of course the television commercials if you call in early 
uh, they'll knock off one payment of thirty nine ninety five. But so let's say it's retailing about one hundred and twenty bucks. And what it's designed to do is you plug it into that little um, mail piece on the vehicle, and it will run a diagnostic on your vehicle, and it'll tell you what's wrong. Uh, with that vehicle, and you can also you have the software for your computer, so you can actually plug it into your computer and find out a printout uh, what is wrong with your vehicle. So now that when you take it to the car dealership for service or the maintenance company for service, you can actually save money because you can tell them exactly what's wrong instead of letting them tell you what's wrong. So it's Claiming to be a neat little device, they also have what they call a money-back guarantee on it, three times the, I think it was a three-times deal money-back guarantee that if it doesn't work or you you don't save as much money as you paid for the car MD, then you'll get your money back. Um, I'd love to hear from someone out there if you've actually experienced the car MD or you've heard of the car MD. uh, Give me a call, 347-637-1008. That's three four seven six three seven one zero zero eight. Love to talk to you about it because I want to know more about it before I put it out there as an endorsement. So I'll contact them on Monday to see if I can get them to send me a car MD. And I have a 97 or newer vehicle. And I'll plug it in and run a diagnostic and see exactly what it says is wrong with it. Uh, it's also, you know, they're claiming to not just for the car that you have, but the vehicle that you anticipate buying. If you're looking at buying a a pre-owned vehicle, you can actually take the car MD and plug it into that little slot, the same place I'm telling you about on the dashboard, and it can run a diagnostic on the car. Basically, you plug it in in when the keys are in the off position. It'll give you a little beep and let you know that it's plugged in two beeps, and then you turn the car to the on position, and then it will give you four beeps. After it gives you the four beeps, it has three little lights on it, and they'll light up, you know, red, blue, or, I'm sorry, not red, blue, or green. Red, yellow, or green. Green is go, yellow is caution, red is, you know, don't buy. So they're claiming this little device will work on uh, if you're going to buy a pre-owned vehicle, and they'll let you know what is wrong with the vehicle. And it's not just telling you the light pops on and saying something is wrong. It actually stores the information, and you can go back to your computer and actually print it out. So if it does what it says it does, I will be the biggest supporter of it, Uh, being in the car business, having been an auctioneer before. Not an auctioneer. Let me change that. An auto broker. Um, Having gone to to the car auctions, to actually look at vehicles before I buy them. And I was taking a risk just like you would take a risk as a customer because if I didn't know what was wrong with the car or if I didn't pay for what was called a post-sale inspection, then I'd end up buying the vehicle and may, may turn around and sell it to <laughs> may turn around and sell it to my customer and it was a lemon. So if this device works, then then great. I got someone saying on the chat line, in my opinion, it's a piece of crap. <laughs> I'd love to hear from you. Give me a call and tell me why you think it's a piece of crap. 
uh, and we can talk about it more. So I'm definitely going to do the research on that uh, before I bring that to you as an endorsement um, because I want to know. I want to know for myself, and then I want to be able to recommend it to my listening audience and and you know people reading reading a book, buying cars, and of course, like they're saying on the chat way, chat line, it's another way of making money. But you have to think about the technology behind it. Um, if you can take your car to a dealership and they can run a diagnostic on your vehicle, you don't get a chance to see that diagnostic in most places, and they can tell you what they think is wrong with the car. And I think it's one of the worst, worst feelings, if you will, that you're going into a dealership and you don't know what's wrong with your car, your check engine light is on. Well, your check engine light could be on for a number of reasons, a sensor, a catalytic converter, or your gas cap could not be tight. Just imagine, you go in and your gas cap is not tight. By the way, when you tighten your gas cap, make sure you hear the clicking sound um, because it's pressurized. But imagine if your gas cap is not on tight, but you don't know this, your check engine light comes on. You go to the dealership. Now they're telling you you need a catalytic converter. Well, most of you don't know what that is anyway. And that's not to insult you, but unless you're a mechanic uh, or you're a car enthusiast, you don't know what these things are. Now they turn around and they charge you 900 to to $1,000 for a catalytic converter, and you don't really need it. I went to the to the shop to get my oil changed a couple of weeks ago. And the guy tells me that, well, Mr. Day, um, your battery, um, the cold cranking amps is only about 300 So we have a new battery here for $170. It's a five-year, you know, three-year maintenance-free, five-year warranty battery for $170. And I said, great, great. Well, what he did know is I used to be a mechanic, when I first started in the military as a certified mechanic, I understand my cold cranking amps were only about 300. But where do I live? I don't live in Alaska. I don't live in cold states. So the chances of me being in Florida where we're, you know, close to tropical temperatures, I have some life left on my battery. I, it's not cold, so I'm not worried about the cold cranking amps because in the mornings when I wake up, it's 75 degrees. It's not that cold. My car will start. But I know the car is a 90, oh, I'm sorry, 07, 08. So in about another year, I'll be looking at getting another battery. It's about the life of it. But these are ways that you could take this little machine that they're claiming, plug it in, and it'll tell you about the batteries and different things like that. So, like I said, I'll get you that information. I'll bring that information back to you, and we'll talk about it more. Um, this week, house buying. Um, I saw a show with Susie Orman, and she was talking about that it's probably best that you rent instead of buy right now. Now, I have well, the I can do a whole show on the rental market because right now it is a very hot market here in the state of Florida. The rental market is hot. Um, I'm actually out searching for some property, and if you're not quick, it's gone. But they say the economy is bad and people don't have money yet. 
to rent a house, it's about eleven hundred eleven hundred thousand dollars to say fourteen fifteen hundred dollars to rent a house. So the rental market is hot, and people are making the money on it. Um, however, of course, banks aren't so necessarily open to lending right now. Now I do see some credit union commercials where they're talking about opening their doors for dropping the rate and giving you a mortgage on homes. But this is another thing that if your credit isn't straight, you can forget about it. Or if you don't have a sizable sizable down payment, normally 15, 10 to, 10 to 20% down payment on a house, you can almost forget about buying it just just because of what the housing bubble bursting did to the market. Uh, as far as no documentation loans, you can just about just about forget about that. It's it's a thing of the past. That's kind of the problem that you know, or the cause that got us in the situation that we're in now. No documentation, uh, people's on stated income. So those things are gone. You can forget about it. But the housing market is great. In looking for one of the houses or one of the properties, I was I was you know admiring. I talked with the neighbor as he came out of his house and was inquiring about the neighborhood. And he started telling me that some of the homes in the area were built with Chinese drywall. Well, I had heard about Chinese drywall. It wasn't really sticking in the forefront of my mind. I wasn't looking at building or buying. Uh, back when I was doing development, it was a real you know, concern or would have been a concern. But I wanted to know more about Chinese drywall and why some of the home prices are just, like, ridiculously low. This guy said he paid 175 for his home in this community. However, homes 3242 right across the street from him, the banks were letting go for about $45,000, $49,000 because these things had Chinese drywall in them. Well, I did some research. And the thing with Chinese drywall is it's made with a chemical that would actually, when it, when it, yeah, let me say, degrades, if you will, it puts off gases that will actually rust pipes, copper piping. And it and it puts a black ash on them, and that you know, of course, research hadn't been done, but a lot of people were having respiratory problems uh, in the homes with the Chinese drywall. So, if you could, if you know how to hang sheetrock, you could actually go in buy one of these homes for about forty five thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars, and drywall is probably uh, eight dollars a sheet. Probably take. 100, 200 sheets of drywall for a house, well, you could get away with a nice deal. If you're able to go in and buy that house and you can turn around and hang the drywall. So let's say you bought it at 45000 and you put 10000 into the house and changing out the drywall. Now you have a house for $55,000 and the market value on that house is as compared to those right across the street comparable to it. Um, you put about $10,000 of sweat equity in the house, and now you have a house that's valued at well over 
$150,000. That's a good day, any kind of day. I don't care how you how you shape it. Um, coming in on the chat line, I moved to Florida just a little over two months ago, and my family and I rented a home with four bedrooms and two baths for around nine seventy five a month. So tell the listeners to move to Florida. Love it here. Okay, well, that's what they're saying on the chat line. You know, I don't know. I guess I love it here. No, I wouldn't move. I love it in Florida. So the market is right. If you're in the market for buying, and, of course, I've been preaching, 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 buy tangible assets. Buy assets, something that you can hold on to, something that's going to maintain its value or hold a future value. Not cash, not cash, but real estate. Um, Buy precious metals. So these are these are opportunities that are open for you. I was reading a report and it was talking about a transfer of wealth in America because the housing prices are now coming down from where they used to be, where, you know, five years ago you couldn't afford a home. Um a family of four living on fifty thousand dollars a year couldn't afford a home. Well, now a family of four living on $50,000 a year, um, they can buy them a nice, decent home, something that this market is going to turn around. I don't think we will ever go back to where we were as far as home ownership or the prices of homes because it was crazy. It was crazy. A friend of mine is actually – now, just take this in comparison of how we are here in America to how other places are around the world. A friend of mine is actually moving out of the country. He's moving to the Dominican Republic. And he's able to find a an 1,800-square-foot apartment in the Dominican Republic that is built of stone and wood. I mean, really solid wood, not the sheetrock stuff that we're dealing with. For what equates to in the exchange rate of our money here in the U.S. dollar, about $300 per month. Built out of better equipment, but because it's sitting in a country that does not have a reserve income like our country, $300 a month versus an 1,800-square-foot home here even an 1,800-square-foot apartment here in the U.S., especially in the state of Florida, Tampa area, you're going to be paying $1,200 easily. So now let's let's put that on a house. You can take $50,000 down there in the DR and buy a house where you're living in a 3,000, 3,200-square-foot home for less than for about 50000 or less. You come here and you look for a 3,000-square-foot home, and you can bet that home is going to cost you about two hundred and fifty dollars to $300,000. So even though the prices are coming down, we're expecting them to come down even more, and now is the time in this buyer's market for you to capitalize. So if you've been planning to buy a house, if you've been thinking about buying a house, and this is going to go against what I'm saying with renting, If you have the means and you are secure enough in your finances where you can actually lock aside 
let's say 40% of your total income, your total take-home pay, 40%, and you can pay for a home, a car, or whatever you can within that 40%, buy you a home. However, if you have the credit issues or things may not be as lined up as perfectly as you would like them, rent. I myself, I'm renting and will continue to rent for the next two, three years just because I don't believe in mortgages. When I buy a house, I plan on buying another house. I plan on buying it cash. I'm done with the mortgage industry. I lived it. I will not own another mortgage. I will own several properties, but I will not own another mortgage uh, just because I don't believe in the whole theory or concept behind mortgages. So, and especially what we, is, with what happened recently, no, I'll never grab another mortgage again. It's just not worth it. I'll, I would rather rent right now until I'm able to buy a house cash, and then that's what I'll do, which puts me on this road. Uh, another show that I was watching this week, if you drive around most cities, that you will see it, but you'll see these little handwritten signs um, at major, at intersections. It won't necessarily say major intersections, but around town, they're handwritten signs, and they're offering ridiculous prices for homes. Uh, maybe a three, two, two, uh, two-car garage for $39,000 and have a phone number on it. And what the news actually did an expose on this, but they were finding that these are legitimate deals if you know how to fix them up. They may be in really cool neighborhoods because you got to understand when a person is going through foreclosure, the person is afraid. They're confused. They don't know what's going on. They're about to lose their home. This is what they call home, stuff that they've put money into. This is their investment. Well, human nature, human nature, when people are upset, they will lash out. So a lot of these people, as they are about to move out of their homes that they've called home for five or ten years, they don't bow out gracefully. They may take a sledgehammer and uh, here's to you, bank. You're going to come and take my house. Here's to you. So I tear out the walls. I knock holes in the ceiling. I rip out all the fixtures that I can. And I'm not going to leave the house in a pretty state. So it's now the bank's property. It's now the bank's problem. The bank is trying to unload the house. Well, if you get some buyers go out there and they buy the house and get it, get it off of the bank's books, then they'll turn around and sell the house, put the house back out on the market, and they may put it out there at a crazy price because if, if they can pay, you know, thirty twenty thousand dollars to occupy that pop property or grab that property, and then you turn around and you put. These guys don't put anything in it. They just turn around and flip the home. They'll list it and flip it. So if I put 20000 into it, I bought the home, and I turn around and I add 19000 to it and sell it for 39000 I just made me a $19,000 payday. This is happening out there all the time. It's, 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 it's a buyer's market now. 
I made me a $19,000 payday. Well, if here, you know, Joe S.E. comes along and he wants to buy this home, well, $39,000, if, if I have the money to go ahead and buy that home, put me about $10,000 into that home or less, I can save myself a lot of money and have something that I own. I don't owe anybody on. I actually own the home. And then I can turn around and occupy it myself because when I own it, I don't have to talk to the bank. I don't have to tell them anything. All I'm doing is paying my taxes. That is true home ownership to me. That's true home ownership. A mortgage is not true home ownership. Your name may be on the deed, but someone else actually owns your home. You miss a payment, and you will find out who owns your home. So true home ownership, is to me, is when you actually own it. You're not leasing it, long-term leasing it. You're actually, or long-term buying it, you're actually owning the home. So these are things, if you can afford it, the market is available. If you know how to look for it, you can find some great deals out there that you can put yourself in and put yourself in a better situation. So I encourage each and every one of you out there, if you're looking to buy a home, don't necessarily go to the fancy pretty. The fancy pretty, all the bells and the frills, and you're going to pay more for that home. If you're willing to put a little work into it, you can have your great home uh, at a great price and a great value, and you have you some nice equity built up that that home can be collateral down the road later on. So these are just things that a tidbit of do you know. Do you know? Do you know what to look for? Do you know the right questions to ask? Do you know how to research it? Do you know? Well, that's my goal here, to bring you information that matters most to your wallet so you will know. Um, like I said, a couple of things I want to check out. Um, idea that I'm putting together. I was talking with a friend of mine this week, and this has been on my mind. I wanted to do something for small business and entrepreneurs. Uh, the gentleman I talked with last week, Hugh, who called me in. I've talked with Hugh before on the radio. Um but we were talking about the entrepreneur and how can we put things together. The entrepreneur, we're the backbones of America, and we have been the backbones of America. So how do we? How can we put something together where entrepreneurs and small business owners can truly prosper in what is deemed a weak economy? Well, I'm working on something now, and it's going to be a tour. It's called for small business only, the small business only tour. And I'm planning to hit between 10 and 12, maybe 10 and 13 cities around the country. Um, right now, we're still in the planning stages, maybe a one- or two-day seminar. But I'm going after the big businesses that focus on small businesses and doing small business credit. Um, but I want to put together a platform, a panel of experts that when you come to this seminar, you're actually going to hear about things that has weight behind them, um, things that that you can really look at. And when you leave this seminar, you have meat behind it. I'm going to put a challenge out to some of the big bankers that are focusing on small businesses to actually give out 
small lines of credit to actually help a small business owner or entrepreneur build credit for their business. And it may be $100. Um, so the little things like this. I still got uh, uh, statements coming in on the chat line about some of these homes I was just talking about. And so can, can I turn around and sell turn around and sell them and make a good profit? Can you advise? Um, yes. I was a real estate investor years ago. And I'm telling you from what I know, if you're willing to put a little money into the home, you can make a nice little profit on it. And when I say nice little profit, when you're talking about a payday of twenty thousand to fifty thousand dollars for turning a house, selling a house, that's a that's a nice little profit on that house. Yes, if you understand the real estate investment game, and it's really simple, you just have to know what you're buying because you're putting your money into it. And of course, there are programs out there about you don't have to use your money; you can put a lot other use other people's money. I'm a big I'm a big advocate of other people's property in the sense of money. Use other people's money, a banker's money, if you can. But you want to be careful of how you do that. It's a little tighter now because banks aren't lending money the way they used to. It's going to come back. But, yeah, you can make a good profit. And I made some nice money as a real estate investor. I just decided to expand my my wealth of knowledge and move into the development business, which was not a mistake. It was just the wrong timing. The market crashed, and so did my development company. So, but yes, you can make you can make really good money in the real estate market if you know what to buy, how to buy it, and when to sell it. And you don't necessarily have to have it a beautiful piece of property for somebody to buy it. We've all heard the statement, "One man's trash is another man's treasure." There are a lot of homeowners out there, or would-be homeowners, who are fix-it-uppers, who are handymen or handywomen who don't mind putting a little sweat equity into their home. Because when you really think about it, you know, if you're going to set a toilet, for instance, well, you have to have your wax ring. Well, that wax ring will cost you about three bucks. You can have a plumber come and do it, and he'll charge you for the labor, but the part is about three bucks. If you know how to pick the toilet up and sit it down properly on, on the ring and, you know, tie it down, you save yourself money. Well, there are people out there who can do this, who don't mind doing this. You can sell that house to them for a nice little profit. They're not looking to sell it. They're looking to move into it. And once they move into it, they have them a nice home. You've made you a nice profit. And there are some fixer-upper things that they can do around the house. So it's definitely a good way to make money, do it as a business, or just do it part-time, save yourself some money. It's a good way. Um but back to the seminar. I really want to do this seminar, and it's been on my mind for actively for the last 12 months, but I've been hinting at the idea of doing something for entrepreneurs and small businesses for the past 10 years. I've been really thinking about it because as a small business owner, there was nothing out there to tell me what I needed to do. Um, the SBA, okay, let's face it. The SBA is a government-ran organization. It's a lot of bureaucratic red tape. They don't tell you what you need. 
nor do they give you a roadmap of how to get it. Well, this is what I want to do, and I want to go after the major sponsors who are targeting small business owners and entrepreneurs, your office depot, um, your staples, your B of A, and J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, I want to go after these companies and say, listen, come behind me. Do support this seminar. And what you can do is you can open yourself up. If you are good at business as you say you are, you can open yourself up to a really nice market of people who will do business with you because they feel that you are out there doing business for them. I want to have a panel form of CPAs, uh, insurance specialists, credit management, wealth building experts, and we sit and we talk uh, to an audience, and then we go into in-depth training and with a lot of handouts, with a lot of material that when you leave in your registration packet, you will have applications that will be pretty much pre-approved for every attendee lines of credit for their business, be it small, but nonetheless, it will start your paydex score for your business moved away from your personal Social Security number. Um, open up bank accounts where banks are willing to, I mean, because I see little circulars that chase. Whenever they move, open up a branch into a um, into a community, they'll normally send out these little flyers for free $125 or $150. Come in and open up an account with us, and we will deposit into your account one hundred and twenty-five or one hundred and fifty dollars. Well, if that's the case, I want to see if we can get that out for the businesses. Do that for the businesses and have the bankers do the same thing. Um, give discount on business owners' insurance because each one of these companies know want to have it. But I also want to have the experts there to tell you the proper way to structure your business and all of the available loopholes that the government allows for you to do things and make money uh, and to keep as much money in your business. So this is, a, this is an idea that I am putting in motion, and I will give a, you know, to be determined date of when we're going to launch it, the first one, as well as what is the, we'll probably do the first one here in the Tampa area. So, um I want to make sure I want to make sure that we have it lined up where you can actually do it here, do it here in Tampa and see what the response is like. I know it's going to be crazy. I'm going to be the MC of the event. I'm also going to be talking about it on radio, not only on Blog Talk Radio, but also on the local radio market in Tampa and looks like we have a caller. Uh, John, how's it going? Uh, it's going very well today. How are Good you feeling? Good deal. I'm great. Thanks for calling the Legally Steel Show. What do you want to talk about? Well, I was just sitting up here, you know, I was looking for something to listen to when I came across your show. And I'm going to be honest, this is the first time I actually really tuned in because normally I'm not on up, uh, <laughs> Saturday mornings and stuff. I understand. And, uh, and I was listening to you about um, 
you know, doing some things around the houses and stuff like that. And I was like, hmm. I said, that's what I used to do and stuff. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I'm looking forward to the, um, you know, the real estate market returning and stuff, you know, because that's where, you know, my forte is. Uh-huh. And uh, and I'm also tuning in and, and listening, you know, for, for other tips, you know, that will be useful to to people. Well, John, listen, I definitely thank you for tuning in, and uh, hopefully you'll come back and listen to us again. We're on every Saturday at 10 a.m., and my mantra is I'm only bringing you things that matter most to your wallet. And it doesn't matter what the industry is, I will tap into it, and we'll discuss it, we'll break it down, we'll talk about it. The real estate market is, you know how how everything ebbs and flows. Well, right now, it's a buyer's market. And I'm looking at some of these homes down here in Tampa, and I'm saying, wow, you can actually pick up this property, do you some little fix-it-uppers on this thing, and there's a market out there that's ready to buy your finished product or unfinished product because people want homes right now. Right. And see, and that's exactly what I'm looking to do is how can I, you know, somehow tie myself into the market. Okay. Um, what I mean by that, so I used to do um, um, uh, uh, remodeling work and stuff like that, you know, and before the uh, market had kind of like went bust, mm-hmm. you know, in the process, you know, in the very beginning stages of the process of learning how to, um, you know, uh, how you might say acquire property. Right, right. And, uh, and then I would be able to do my, you know, my thing to it. And then be able to reintroduce it to the market yeah, as, as a finished product. Well, and, I can go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and that's where I'm at, you know, because I mean, I've been out here for like two years, and mm-hmm. I beat my head against the wall about, you know, what direction am I going to go in? Somehow <laughs> it always goes full circle back to this, what we're talking about just now. Uh-huh. I, I just told myself, I said, well, I got to find myself a way tying myself to the market of here and now. Right. And then I turn on, and then here it is. You're talking about the exact same thing, you know. <laughs> well, <laughs> what, listen, what area are you calling? I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. I was in Atlanta residence for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Knew the market, knew it well. And I know that there are some deals in the Atlanta market because right now I saw a report yesterday that Florida right now is still leading the nation in foreclosures. However, Atlanta, DeKalb County, um, Fulton County were also two of the biggest hit areas when it came to foreclosures. Now, you may not hear it much on the news, but people are still losing their homes there in that market that you're in. Oh, yeah. You can go down to the courthouse first Tuesday of every month. Exactly. And it's full. It's full down there. And I'll tell you, there are investors out there. Uh, a lot of them have you know, fallen off because of the market burst. But there are a lot of investors uh, that have money who will lend money to purchase properties. A lot of uh, um, venture capitalists. A lot of those guys are still out there because even though the big money market has tilted to one side, 
Well, it's like the water. It, it has fallen down. So now the people that were, you know, suffering for air five years ago are the ones who are swimming high and mighty right now. Mm-hmm. It's money. It's money out there for the market. And if you can tap into it and find that money, you can start picking up some of those properties. And, you know, flipping used to be a bad thing in Atlanta. We used to talk about flipping. And it was a bad word. But right now, flipping is a hot word. Because there are people out there looking for what you have to offer. You find properties, there are people out there looking to buy them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, and as you're saying about investors, that's exactly what I'm looking for. You know, I want to put together a something that I can present to them, you know, as where I could probably, you know, partner with them on something. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh get myself back into the market yeah, to where I can actually be able to, and sometimes soon, to be able to acquire a property for myself. Okay. You know, that's, okay. that's the ultimate goal for me. Right. And I'll tell you, John, that's one of the things that I was looking at down here is, you know, when this guy told me about the Chinese drywall, and the whole reason that the Chinese drywall actually hit Florida um about three or four years ago, Florida went through a series of tornadoes, I mean hurricanes, and they had a like eight in a season that actually calls for a heavy demand in building supplies. And because the, giant, the, the, the Chinese drywall was so cheap, builders started having it imported. And they were putting in this just Chinese drywall. Well, now there's a lot of problems with the Chinese drywall. But you know, like I know, if you can go into a house and you can rip out all of the Chinese drywall, you can have you a nice house. And if it takes six to eight dollars for a sheet of American drywall or or sheetrock, man, you can come out of there putting you fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars worth of supplies in there, and you got you a really nice house. That's exactly what I know how to do. <laughs> well, I tell you, John, uh, you and I may need to keep in touch because there's some there's some houses on the market down here that are hot, hot. I'm talking about valued at about 175, and like I was talking earlier, uh, the guy said the bank is trying to unload it for about forty five thousand dollars, and this house was built in '08. Yeah, imagine that. A lot of stuff too. I yeah. had just. I'm just being honest. At one point, I had completely given up. Yeah. I had yeah. given up, you know. And then I was looking around. I said, man, I've been doing this way too long to try to go to school for anything else. <laughs> exactly. Uh, keep keep doing it, man. Keep doing it. And, you know, and I just kept asking myself, I'm like, what happened? You know, I said, I've done this so long. You know, I made good life for myself. Right. And, in the last two years, it just went bust. And, I mean, everything that I worked for is gone, you know? Well, well, listen, you can't give up on it because I'll tell you, I was two weeks away from signing a $20 million contract. I was doing development out in North Carolina out of Camp Lejeune. Mm-hmm. Two weeks away before the reports came out that the market was crashing, the bubble had burst, I thank God that I didn't sign that sign that contract because I would have been like a lot of my other developer buddies out of business and owing a ton of money. I did go out of business because the market changed. 
But if you are a real estate investor, that's a different story. That's a horse of another color. You can actually get back into the game because there are plenty of properties out there that will work for you and allow you to make money again. You just have to look around for them. All right. That's what I'm talking about, you know. So, I mean, I'm swimming in the right pool. I just got to just gotta try to make some things happen, you know. Absolutely. Well, John, listen, I appreciate you tuning in. And like I said, here every Saturday, 10 a.m., I hope to have you back on the show again. Oh, yes. I, I like I like the show, and I like getting uh, good applicable information and stuff. I also do a blog talk show. I'm John Slim of the Chat Lounge. Okay. And uh, I come on on Sundays, Sunday at 11 a.m. I just do a 30-minute show. Mm-hmm. And um, I call it a 30-minute feel-good show, you know. <laughs> when I come in, you know, I just play some, you know, eclectic tunes and stuff, you know. And... Um, and as you as you do, I do I deal with things that are applicable, you know, things that we can do right here, right now, you know, and uh, you walk away, you know, with a solution. Absolutely. You know, and it just uh, it's something, you know, and and I've been doing this uh, just about six, seven months now, so it's coming along, it's developing. Good deal. And as I um, get this real estate thing back together, I'll be talking about that too, you know. And okay. uh, it's all going to go full circle. So if you uh, have a chance, you know, drop through and check it out. I definitely will, John. I definitely will. And, again, I appreciate it. I'll definitely check out the show. All right. You take care. Be safe. And I'm going to chill out and listen to the rest of the show. Thank you, sir. Look forward to having you again. Peace. Peace. Um, That's the kind of conversations I like to have. I appreciate John calling in. I'm definitely going to check out his show. But inquisitive minds, people that want to know, you know, when I get on the air on Saturdays and I'm talking, I don't know a lot of people personally who have suffered through this whole real estate thing. Not like I did. I suffered big time. It knocked me for a serious loop. It put my family life in jeopardy, Uh, lost homes, vehicles, the whole nine yards. But there are other people out there that are suffering just like I was suffering, and they were looking for what else to do, what else to do, how can I get back into it? Well, my thing is, you know, I'm doing what I do. I love what I do now. I love radio. I love writing. I love talking about issues. And I only hope that my message can touch someone and definitely call in so we can discuss it. Let's talk about it. Let's find solutions. Um, I'm going to do a little research because that really sparked an interest in me, uh, not from a developer standpoint, but from a real estate investor standpoint, where I can find me a home, 30 or 40 grand, and I can turn around and I'm looking at the state of the economy here. A couple of my friends are like, man, I'm trying to stockpile my money so I can get the heck out of here. Well, all that's good and dandy. Like I told you, one friend is moving to the DR. That's fine and dandy, but everybody can't get up and move to the DR. So what can you do around your house right now to set things up for yourself? One, if you can own a home, truly own a home, that's an asset. Because even if the market crashes, you know, the dollar value goes away, guess what? You have a home that you own that's paid for. 
If you can do that, do that. Do it now. Vehicles. Now, you know that I've been in the car market for ever, very long time in the car mar- in the car business. But I'll tell you, if you can get a car and you can pay it off, pay it off. Don't hold on to a note. Pay it off as soon as you can. Do the same thing um, and live that way. That's truly living debt-free. We cannot handle the debt that we have. Oh, by the way, this week we hit our debt ceiling limit of $14.3 trillion. We hit our debt ceiling. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to have to either print more money or borrow more money. You're borrowing yourself into a hole. America is borrowing itself into a hole. Well, you know, some of the conspiracy theorists, that I've spoken to and some of the things that I hear is like the politician, those 580 something clowns in Washington are purposely defaulting this country purposely. Well, those are some of the theorists and what they're saying, but just think about it. Just think about it. If your money is worthless, wouldn't you love what the assets you have or love the assets that the money can buy for you? Your assets won't be worthless. Just your money will. So always, always, always look for ways to make your money work for you. The best advantage for you, buy precious metals, buy land, buy real estate, buy it and own it. Buy it, own it, debt-free. Now you're in the clear. So, again, I've enjoyed being on the show with you today. I'm looking forward to next week. And I know I told you last week that I was going to have the gentleman on from Business Credit Masters. Well, I talked with him this week, and he's in Colorado where it's still cold. He had the flu. So he was unable to do the pre-recorded video um, segment for us, I told him what I want to do is I want to do pre-recorded where I ask him a series of questions, and then we're going to build up to him being live on the show. So hopefully, hopefully his flu is gone, and I'll be able to have him next week on the show. That's my goal for you, so you can understand this whole credit game and how it truly works for yourself and your business. Always bringing you information that matters most to your wallet and keeping it real, relevant, and reliable. Only on the Legally Steel Show. I'll see you next week. Peace.